The key to sustainable leadership lies in the ability to thrive in uncertainty, ambiguity, and change. Grand Heron International brings you the Coaching Assistance Program, giving your employees on-demand coaching to manage through a challenging situation and arrive at a solution. Visit grandheroninternational.ca slash podcast to learn more. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Keep Leading Podcast, a podcast dedicated to promoting leadership development and sharing leadership insights. Here's your host, the Leadership Accelerator, Eddie Turner. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Keep Leading Podcast, the podcast dedicated to leadership development and insights. I'm your host, Eddie Turner, the Leadership Accelerator. I work with leaders to accelerate performance and drive impact. I do this primarily through the power of executive and leadership coaching, facilitation, and professional speaking. We are living in difficult times. And this is a time for leaders to step up and to shine as they step up. How can leaders do that? My guest today will explain how leaders can lead with purpose in chaotic times. My guest today is Laura Gates. Laura Gates is a sought after executive coach, team facilitator, and advisor to executives at Silicon Valley's top companies and venture capital backed startup founders. In addition to being recognized as a top coach, Laura has been invited to speak in front of audiences around the world. Laura, welcome to the Keep Leading Podcast. Thank you, Eddie. It's so lovely to be here with you today. I'm really excited about our conversation. Well, tell us a little bit more about you. Well, right now, as you said, I'm doing leadership coaching, leadership training, facilitation. I get to work with really smart people doing incredible things in terms of breaking through pioneering technology. And it's been an exciting time in the world. And I'm someone who believes that in these chaotic times, they can have incredible opportunities coming forward. So I'm very thrilled to be here and see what the future is holding for all of us in the coming years. Yes. And it's as if we could, if we had a lens to be able to see and be able to forecast and take appropriate actions. And so in, in the absence of that, we're going to talk about some strategies that you've come up with to help us be successful with that. I want to tell people a little bit, though, about how you and I met. Oh, sure. Well, actually, <laughs> you tell people how we met. I should just let you do that. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we both met in Toronto, Canada at a training that was for developing our leadership to master level skills. And yeah, it was a lovely meeting, some incredible people with Marshall Reynolds, Marsha Reynolds 
and Dorothy, whose name I will pronounce badly, Simonovich. You got it. it Yes. (laughs) That's how we met. What's your version of the story? Exactly what you said. You and I met in Toronto, Canada, and we studied under the amazing Marsha Reynolds, who at the time was ranked the number one female coach in the world, and Dorothy Simonovich. Both of them master certified coaches with the International Coaching Federation. Both of them some of the earliest credential holders with the uh, ICF. Marsha uniquely one of the founders, one of the first MCCs, one of the first presidents, the fifth president, and someone who had recently served on the board when she taught us. She had just uh, come off the board. So we had a chance to study under two true masters. And now we'll be working alongside Marsha in her training program. How about that, huh? She's taken two of her graduates, and we are going to be running an amazing program for her as uh, her faculty and facilitators uh, as a part of the Breakthrough Coaching Program. So I'm looking forward to partnering with you again in, in a new way. Yes, that'll be fun. Yes. So now as we think about what we're doing and we think about this idea of how we help leaders lead with purpose in chaotic times. Can you just tell us what it means to lead with purpose? Absolutely. So for me, leading with purpose means doing what has heart and meaning as well as what is needed from us. So really it's about paying attention to what gives me joy, what gives me energy, where I can match my, what Gay Hendricks calls my zone of genius with my skills and abilities gives you joy, gives you meaning. How does that lead to purpose? Well, that to me is around how do I have an impact? Where can I uniquely serve? If you think about it, we all know that we have a unique fingerprint. We don't realize that we also have a unique iris color and a unique voice print when our voice is recorded. So to me, that means that we're all uniquely here to express something that comes from us that is not like anyone else. And part of our task is to really figure out what that is, how that shows up, what's the best way of using this instrument that we are to be a part of the symphony that companies need, that organizations need, and that our planet, frankly, needs during this time of change. Ooh, now, so you're going to have me geek out now, Laura, with that. I use the illustration of fingerprints all the time, but unique iris, I don't know that I knew that. Color, yeah. The -hmm. the color Mm -hmm. is unique to each person. And then the voice pattern, I didn't think. that. But now you have me thinking about all the digital work I do when I'm editing. That is so true. So even if we think we're saying something that someone else has said before, because it's coming through not only our unique expression, also our unique experiences. So often people will say, oh, you know, I can't write about that or speak about that. Everybody's speaking about that. But there might be something you uniquely have to say through your own expression, through your own layers of experiences that is going to be heard by someone who actually needs that message differently. So that's why I really encourage people to track and pay attention to what has, as I said, you know, one of my teachers and mentors, Angela's Arian used to say, what has heart and meaning for them? Because what has heart and meaning for you is different than what that might mean for someone else. And that's a clue to what is my unique purpose? What am I here to offer? How am I here to make an impact? 
How can we learn what that is for us as individuals? Yeah, part of what I use in my coaching process, and I have a, a, a process that I call the purpose initiative, which is a three-part process of trying to embrace and and live from and lead from a more purpose purposeful place. And step one is making the unconscious conscious, understanding what are my patterns of behavior, what are the things that trip me up, where where are the ways that I might sabotage myself along the way. So be, if we don't become a conscious of those behaviors and patterns or thoughts or beliefs, as Brene Brown talks about, we can, those can get in our own way. So first step is where am I getting in my own way and how do I remove those obstacles? The second step is what I call disruptive experimentation. And in part of that experimentation, I ask people to track throughout the day, just note down on a piece of paper, what brings you joy? What gives you energy? Where do you feel energized? And it's so fascinating to see what people come back with. You know, oh, this meeting was boring, but this one-on-one with my employee that I'm guiding them and coaching them on their career, that really gave me energy. So we we start tracking and doing that homework of where does where do I lose my energy and where do I gain my energy? And that usually gives us clues, kind of like a roadmap of, oh, these things give me energy. How do I put more of that in my calendar and the things that drain my energy, how do I delegate more of that and carve that out? And when we carve that out, what happens is we create more space in our day and in our calendar and in our life. And what I see is as people carve out that time and they create that space, opportunities start to come. Synchronicity starts to show up and they start operating more from a place of flow. So people often will say to me, oh, I need to find my purpose as if it's something to check off the box on the list, as opposed to if you create space and you get quiet and you listen to that small, still voice, your purpose is actually stalking you on a daily basis. It's the biggest surprise people often come up, come away from having taken this assessment with. The biggest surprise is that they usually do know what they want to do. They've had some story in their head as to why it's not possible or that it's too basic or doesn't everybody want to do this or isn't this, you know, letting go of the shoulds and also giving themselves permission to really do the thing that they want to do. And it doesn't mean, you know, quitting your job and moving to Tahiti and opening a surf shack. It, it can simply be some small tweaks in how you spend your time or where you focus yourself that can have really big differences in people's lives. And the Purposeful Initiative is your trademark product, am I correct? Correct. Excellent. And you have another trademark product I noticed when I was doing my research about you on the show. Yeah, that's the uh, purpose culture. So uh, one of the things that I do is I work with teams and often I'm brought in when a team is in conflict or they're having challenges communicating or collaborating. And what I have found is when you go into a team like that and you start working with them, what I've realized is that the people issues are often not the root cause. So we do a root cause analysis and what we find is often the cause of the people conflicts or miscommunications or lack of collaboration stem from process or structural problems, such as a lack of clarity of roles and responsibilities or a lack of understanding of what someone's title even means, or it's a lack of understanding of the strategy and the goals to achieve them. So I go in through the people door, and when I get in through the people door, we start looking at the structural process door and the 
strategy visioned or to see are there areas there that can be resolved to create better people relationships. It sounds like one assessment is for individuals and the other is for organizations. Am I correct? Yeah, these are more, these are not assessments as, I mean, I do do assessments prior to going in to facilitate. These are more frameworks that people can look at to say, oh, where do we fit in in this spectrum? As a culture, what are the pieces that are missing and what are the pieces that we have in place in terms of what we're trying to create as a team or as an organization? Ah, wonderful. So frameworks for how we figure out what's getting in our way as an individual or as a team. And once we discover the answer to that, we can then begin to lead with purpose. Correct. Beautiful. Exactly. Well, I'm talking to Laura Gates. She's an executive coach and speaker. And we're talking about leading with purpose in chaotic times. We'll have more with Laura right after this. This podcast is sponsored by Eddie Turner, LLC. Organizations who need to accelerate the development of their leaders call Eddie Turner the Leadership Accelerator. Eddie works with leaders to accelerate performance and drive impact. Call Eddie Turner to help your leaders one-on-one as their coach or to inspire them as a group through the power of facilitation or a keynote address. Visit eddieturnerllc.com to learn more. Hi, this is Dr. Steven Stein, psychologist and founder of MHS Assessments, and you're listening to the Keep Leading Podcast with Eddie Turner. We're back, everyone. I'm talking to Laura Gates. Laura is a sought-after executive coach, facilitator, and speaker. We're talking about leading with purpose in chaotic times. Laura, you were explaining the framework you use with clients, both at an individual level and an organizational level before our break. I'm curious, based off what you said about the purpose culture framework that you use and how it unearths uh, different components of the team and their levels of genius, I believe you use the phrase. Tell me how you harness the collective genius of a team. Yeah, that's a great question. What I have found is that when I'm working with individual clients, coaching executives, we might make great strides in their leadership development and how they lead others, how they communicate, how they collaborate. But then we bring them back into this team setting. And if the whole team has not been involved in this developmental process, we don't often see the kind of change we would like to in terms of how that evolves over time. So what I've seen is in the work with teams, what we're trying to do is harness that collective genius, which is not really how our society is built. If you think about it, we, we, you know, we start out young being told to get the A grade, competing in sports, told to get ahead. We get, get ahead to get into the best schools and then we get ahead to get into the best organizations and then we're told to collaborate. <laughs> well, after you know spending a lifetime of competing against our neighbor, now we're supposed to share and play nicely together. So what I have found is that it's not so much can we be a, the best high-performing team, which to me just feeds that sense of 
being better than in competition, but how can we really be of service and, and support those who hire us or those who work with us in the organization? And part of that collective genius is understanding what is my personal genius? What is my, what is my purpose? Where, where are my gifts and talents? What is it that I'm unique at? And that way it takes away from I'm competing with you to be the best at XYZ to how do we build on our strengths and shore up our weaknesses? That is such a good point that you make. And I just interviewed a guest recently that talked about going from me to we. And I like how you explained that from a different level that, yeah, we have gone our entire life academically and earlier in the corporate corporate careers with just that singular focus and now being told to collaborate, which is a buzzword in corporate America these days, it's really difficult for people. So tell us how we do that, please. In light of the chaotic times we're experiencing, we have different organizations under immense pressure due to the fallout from COVID. We have individuals who are experiencing pressure from the fallout of COVID. How do we lead with purpose? This is going to sound strange, Eddie, but I really feel that coming from a place of not necessarily having the answers or having figured this out, none of us could have anticipated what's been happening to our country in the past year. No amount of strategic planning could have predicted this kind of experience, this giant experiment that we're all going through called pandemic, work from home. Work, the workplace has changed dramatically. And in particular for people who are caring for children and trying to educate them during this time, it's, it's changed our education system. There's going to be many ripple effects from this experience across all industries and organizations and countries and cultures. What I find is that willingness to not have to figure it all out, to not be in control, to not try to go back to the way things were. I often hear people say, you know, if we could only just go back to normal or when we go back to normal, you know, there is no normal. This is the, the, the only way through is to really be looking ahead at what's emerging. And that has to come from a place of not knowing. That has to come from a place of curiosity. Yes. Yes. Very nice. And as you are experiencing this at the individual level and with organizations, does, do you have a success story that stands out to you the most? You know, I worked with an organization starting about a year ago that was having some collaboration and communication challenges. And this was an organization that offered leadership development in countries, in countries around the world, in particular for women's leadership. And when I went in originally, it was to help them have more effective communication, more effective collaboration. We we looked at how the organization was run and how the how it was structured, and we made some structural changes with that working with the senior executive team. And the the result was that when COVID hit, they could no longer travel to these locations and deliver this training. They had to decide if they were going to pivot to become a virtual deliverer of this technology, which involved many factors because some of the recipients were not necessarily in locations or able to have technological solutions on their end. So it both involved the company pivoting, but helping their organizations that they served to pivot as well. And I do believe that the result of all the hard work that they did to improve the communication and the collaboration allowed them to make that shift very quickly when many of their 
constituencies and other organizations around them were not able to make that shift. It really helped them not disrupt the offerings and to maintain the programs that were really impactful, powerful programs were able to keep keep going despite the changes in the world. Thank you for sharing that story with us, Laura. That really says a lot about uh, the work that you're doing with clients and helping people in a very real way lead with purpose in chaotic times. What's the most rewarding part of your work as a coach? Such a rewarding job, I have to say. And you know this, you're, you do similar work. Uh, just seeing people evolve and grow and seeing them free themselves from self-limiting thoughts or beliefs that they might have about who they are or what's possible. That for me is the most exciting is to see people really embrace their purpose, live from that place, work from that place and watch as the opportunities show up for them as a result. Yes. Yes. I can definitely relate. (laughs) (laughs) I have thoroughly enjoyed talking to you, Laura. What's the main message you would like to leave our listeners with today? I would say now's the time. Don't wait. Don't wait for someone else's permission to do what you came here to do. Don't wait to have all of the right training to do what you came here to do. Don't wait for all the right conditions to be perfect. Now's the time. We need you. It's all hands on deck. Beautiful. And I always ask on the Keep Leading Podcast for quotes, stories, illustrations, whatever you use to help you keep leading. Can you share with our audience the best leadership story you've ever heard or great illustration or quote you have? So several years ago, I was in a training with Angels Arian, who was a workshop facilitator. And she said to me, Laura, why aren't you stepping into your leadership? And I said, I'm afraid it will consume me. And she looked me dead in the eyes and she said, don't worry, it will. And I have to say that, you know, after that workshop, I decided like I just said earlier, you know, to not be afraid, to not wait for permission, to really just embrace what I came here to do. And I must say she was right. It has consumed me, uh, but I couldn't have asked for a better path forward. Your leadership will consume you. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Laura, where can my listeners learn more about you? So my website is gatesgroupllc.com. I have a free leadership toolkit on there that I curate personally with all my favorite articles and books and TED Talks. That's free to access to anyone. I'm also on LinkedIn and I'm on Twitter at Laura FG. Wonderful. We will put all of that in the show notes so people can connect with you and follow you. And you do have a wonderful website with great resources. And so I'm going to encourage my listeners to definitely stay connected to you, Laura. Thank you for being a guest here today, explaining how we can lead with purpose in chaotic times on the Keep Leading Podcast. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to be here with you today, Eddie. Thank you, Laura. And thank you for listening. That concludes this episode, everyone. I'm Eddie Turner, the Leadership Accelerator, reminding you that leadership is not about our title or our position. Leadership is an activity. Leadership is action. It's not the case of once a leader, always a leader. It's not a garment we put on and take off. 
We must be a leader at our core and allow it to emanate in all we do. So whatever you're doing, always keep leading. Thank you for listening to your host, Eddie Turner, on the Keep Leading Podcast. Please remember to subscribe to the Keep Leading Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen. For more information about Eddie Turner's work, please visit eddieturnerllc.com. Thank you for listening to C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.